so we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you're looking for more information, find us online at SoWeMetOnline.com and all social media at SoWeMetOnline. Today's episode is sponsored by Urban Stems, an online flower company delivering beautiful bouquets and gifts from coast to coast. See what's in bloom at UrbanStems.com. Use the promo code NUDGE20 for 20% off your order. That's NUDGE, N-U-D-G-E, 20. Hey, Chris. Hello, Erica. Hello. So today we're actually going to talk about something on the more serious side, which isn't something we usually do, but in this day and age with the Me Too and Time's Up movements going on, especially since we have a dating podcast, I thought it would be relevant and important to talk about it. Yeah. Especially from the male and female perspective. So obviously with the Me Too movement, I love that women are feeling empowered because, first of all, no one should have to deal with sexual harassment. But second, no one should feel like they can't and shouldn't share that with someone. Right. So there were a lot of situations. Some are fairly obvious, of course. Weinstein, first and foremost. Louis C.K. Yeah. Who else? Matt Lauer was on the list. A few others. But... There was one in particular that really stirred something in people. And it was the article about Aziz Ansari. Mm -hmm. I do watch Master of None. I really happen to like that show. That has nothing to do with the story, of course. It's often seen as a black and white issue. And this is the first scenario where there was gray area. The story was that Aziz Ansari, a famous comedian who has his own TV show and won an Emmy, I think, for it, uh, met a woman at an Oscars or Emmy party and... They went out, he invited her to his home before dinner, they had a glass of wine, they went out to dinner, according to her, he rushed through dinner and took her back to his place, and then, again, according to her, he was very forceful in terms of their level of sexual engagement, sort of forcing things on her. I had mixed feelings as I read it, because... On the one hand, no woman should have to feel forced into anything. But on the other, you know, if we're talking about female empowerment, she could have very easily opened her mouth, uh, not to do what she said she did in the article, but to speak up and say, I am not comfortable with this. Now, maybe she felt intimidated. He's a celebrity. Okay. But she also accepted his invitation to go home. Right. And it really made me think about this. It made me think about it a lot. I wrote an article about it, and I actually just want to read it. Yeah. And I'll be curious to hear your thoughts. Okay. Okay. So this was in January. Note that I actually wrote this article the day it all happened. I said, now that some of the dust has settled, the keyword being some, I'm going to give my take on the Aziz Ansari situation. I'm going to write about something taboo. Or maybe it's not taboo. I just don't know anymore. I'm writing this in the wake of the most recent allegation of sexual misconduct, this time against Aziz Ansari, our beloved dev from Master of None and Comedian Extraordinaire. He went on a very bad date with Grace, who changed her name for her public outcry. On this date, Aziz allegedly, and I say allegedly, not because I don't believe the account of the date, in fact, it's quite specific, but because it's still one person's word against another, So these alleged forced 
sexual behaviors, oral sex both ways, upon Grace, who expressed that she was uncomfortable. He apparently did not relent. This is where things start getting murky. Did he mistake her accepting of oral sex, as in he gave her oral sex, as a sign that she wanted more? Did he misread her signals, indicating that she wanted to stop? Did she express herself clearly? Did her tone and body language match her actions? I can't answer any of these questions, of course, because I was not there. Based on her account, it's clear to me that he behaved very, very badly. It's also clear that the whole thing is unclear. (laughs) What I can say, though, is that as a dating coach, my male clients are confused. Dating in the time of Me Too is hard, and it's actually hardest for some of the nice guys. I work with a few male clients who are less secure or lack dating confidence for one reason or another. These clients interpret this movement as, I don't know whether to ask someone out anymore because it might be harassment. What if I go in for the kiss and she doesn't want it? Is that harassment? If I text someone after a date and she doesn't get back to me and then I text again, is that harassment? With a recent male client, this internal debate reared its head when he and a woman decided, mutually, to go to her place after a third date. The woman wanted to have sex. My client wasn't sure. They undressed and they were about to do the deed when he asked, are you okay? He wanted oral confirmation or, as we've been hearing, enthusiastic consent. He did not want to proceed in the absence of that. Rather than waiting for a no, he was waiting for a yes. This question backfired on him, unfortunately. She didn't answer. I guess they were in the throes of passion. So he asked again. That's when things took a different turn. She was so turned off by his lack of confidence that she ended the sexual experience, leaving him both annoyed and confused. He emailed me afterwards and said, I guess I should have just effed her. I told him he did the right thing. I'm not sure if I even have a point to what I'm saying here. I feel for every victim of sexual misconduct or harassment, of which I am in the unlucky club too. I have a personal story that I may share later. It's not as graphic, but with similar undertones to Grace's story. In the end, I did feel disrespected, but I was more angry with myself for not being the strong person I know myself to be. No one should have to endure that, ever. But When my female clients tell me they want a take-charge kind of guy, the kind who asks them out confidently and who pays the bill, what they have to remember is that things are now blurred. One woman wants this treatment, and another wants to yell, I am woman, hear me roar, and not be treated to anything. A woman may want a man to push her against a wall and kiss her on a date because it's sexy. Another may view this same action as sexual harassment. Neither of them is wrong. But men at least some of those I'm working with, are shying away from taking risks and making the approach. It's just an interesting and strange outcome of such a serious movement, and I see it every day. To give one piece of advice, be a good person. If you feel like you're doing something wrong, don't do it. And if you feel like you're doing something right, go for it. But if and when you ever get a no, quit. Period. And with that, we'll take a break and come back to discuss. As some of you know, I had an employee at my business, a little nudge, and when she left the company, I wanted to send her something. And the perfect thing I could think of was flowers. I ordered her flowers from Urban Stems. 
Urban Stem's flowers are sourced fresh from their Rainforest Alliance certified farms and delivered fast, like, like fast. <laughs> so for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, it's really easy to make someone's day. They have shipping next day nationwide. They also have in-house floral designers that design every bouquet. There's free delivery on every order, and every order comes in stylish packaging with a personalized note. So if you're thinking about buying flowers, use Urban Stems and use the code NUDGE20, that's N-U-D-G-E 20, for 20% off your first order. We're back. So, Chris, now that I've expressed myself and, and what I think, I'm curious to know your thoughts, both as an individual and from the male perspective. I think a lot of what you are touching on is real and hard and challenging, and for everyone, it's also different. So from my personal perspective, I do feel as if everybody has that right and need to be able to share what's going on in their world mm -hmm. and be able to say no and be empowered and, and understand when they can and should say no. I don't agree with people disrespecting each other in any capacity. I do feel as a man that this can go both ways. I mean, as silly as it sounds, I was thinking about your cupcake story in episode one and how your date said to you on date number three, we are having sex tonight. If you had said that to her, that would be a lawsuit. Exactly. So it happens on both sides. I'm glad that it's coming more to light, but I just want to make sure that this really goes for everyone. Respect one another equally across the board, no matter who they are male or female. Yes, and I will also say, try, even if you're scared, to express yourself clearly because a lot of people, particularly women, say, I hinted, uh, I made facial expressions, I gestured, it was obvious. And I always have to say, did you say the words? And if the answer is no, then it wasn't actually obvious. We all interpret things differently. We all read body language differently. We all sense things differently. So if there's something you want, positive or negative, something you want or don't want, you have to say the words. And I know it's scary. And I know this is not something I've talked about before. I know from personal experience. So now I have the ability just through aging and through, you know, acquired confidence to say anything I want to anybody. But when I was 22, that wasn't the case. I used to work at a company and it was my first job. And the first year I worked there, a man much older than I am, much more senior to me at the company, started saying things to me that were not appropriate, saying sexual things to me about what my outfits made him feel. And I'm not gonna say the exact words because honestly, it makes me shudder when I think about it. Current day Erica would have nipped that in the bud so fast, either going to my own boss or going to HR or, or just saying to him, that's not appropriate. But 22-year-old Erica didn't have the wherewithal to do that. So it went on for entirely too long. And at a certain point, this man's office moved to right next to my boss's. And I knew that I was going to have to pass by his office a lot because, you know, I talked to my boss a lot. It was the day his office moved that I thought, I don't want to have to reroute myself going down the hall. So I finally told my boss. And my boss was kind. My boss was a male. He was kind and felt for me and told me he wished I had told him sooner. And so did I. 
I told him not to report it, actually. I told him as a witness because I told him I was going to tell the perpetrator, I don't know what word I would use, Mm -hmm. that day to stop. In case there was any backlash or denial, I wanted my boss to know before I told him to stop. Sure. And I finally did tell him to stop, which at that time took a lot of courage on my behalf. So I do relate to women, even this woman in the Aziz Ansari story, I do relate to women feeling inferior or feeling pressured or feeling like someone has more power over them. Ultimately, he did stop and he sent me an email apologizing. I wish to this day that he had said in the email what he did because I could never use it as proof when I found out years later that he had been doing the same thing to a coworker slash friend of mine. At that point, I did reach out to HR to report it, but apparently, look, I don't know what they actually did. Apparently, they did an investigation and found out he wasn't currently harassing anyone, so they couldn't let him go, which was unfortunate. And the thing is, you know, he had pictures of his wife and kids in his office, and he wore a suit, a fancy, fancy suit. I heard later, after I quit that job, I heard later that he got laid off, and I was obviously really happy about that. Maybe a year after that, I was sitting, doing my work, you know, as a dating coach, minding my own business, and I got one of those emails, like someone wanted to link with me on LinkedIn, and it was him. Hmm. And my heart stopped yeah. for a minute, because it brought me back to that that feeling of inferiority. I braced myself for a sec, and I clicked on it. I didn't know what to do, and part of me said, just delete this thing, you know? Right. yeah. But the other part of me said, no, I am empowered now. I can be that person I wish I had been then. And I wrote him a note, not accepting the invitation, but I wrote a note and said, if you were the last person on this earth, I would still not connect with you. (laughs) And I shut it down. (laughs) And so I relate to both sides. I relate to the women who felt like they couldn't say anything. And I relate to the men who are confused because every woman wants something different. Like I said earlier, some women want the guy who just goes in for it, goes in for the kiss, goes in for whatever it is. And some want someone to ask permission. So generally, men are operating based on what the last woman wanted. Nobody's a mind reader. I mean, from my own personal experience, there have been several times where I have actually asked the woman, are you okay? And tried to get a sense of where she's coming from in that moment. But it is a balance. What kind because, of moment? A sexual Yeah, moment? a sexual moment. So you and the client I mentioned said, are you okay? Why would you say, are you okay? Instead of like, is this okay? Or do you want me to keep going? Or is that just the first thing that came to your mind? No, it's, she's, she's the person. It's not a matter of the act. Okay. See, that that's the problem with a lot of this. Huh is we're talking about the person feeling disrespected and not necessarily is the action of what you're doing something you're okay with doing. That's an interesting way so, to look at it. you know, for me, it's always the person. Are, right. are you okay? I never thought of it that way because even when my client said that, I wondered, why did he say, are you okay versus should I keep going? Is this okay? Do well, then I'm wondering if she likes the way I'm doing it. you know okay but i mean from a again from a guy's perspective it can be very challenging and it can be very confusing the only advice that i can give anyone is to learn better how to read the situation and that is very hard for a good majority of people out there right and that's why i'm saying people can't read the situation you have to say what you need and more so what this movement has also done is it's created some additional 
caveats in the process. I know not everyone is going to be doing this for a selfish reason or even doing what for, for a selfish reason. Claiming harassment. Oh, although I do find it interesting. Again, I always side on the person who has actually been harassed, but I do find it interesting that all it takes is one person now to ruin someone's career right it it takes one person whether it happened or not it's like what happened to innocent until proven guilty so i right i see all the sides that's out there and i mean I'll, i'll share my quick story from the guy's perspective in terms of confusion I was at a job and I met a woman who, you know, was a coworker. She wasn't on my team. She was on another team. So, but we worked in the area and we began a little flirtatious relationship. Okay. She asked if I was going out on a couple of team events. Mm -hmm. Uh, She wanted me to join her. We got very close. We talked often and we shared instant messages back and forth throughout the days You know, again, very flirtatious and fun little messages. We never acted on anything. We never went on a date. We were never alone. But these flirtatious conversations went on for a good year. Oh, wow. One day I came in and I basically said good morning to this individual through text messages, as well as that I had thought about her the night before. And about a day later from that conversation, I was What do you mean you thought about her? Was it something- I care. Was it explicit? Did you say I thought about you in a sexual way? No, I just said I was thinking about her. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. So a couple days later, I got called into HR and they said that they heard of these conversations and that they felt they were inappropriate and they needed to stop. Now, I don't know- Ultimately, if she was the one that went to complain or if somebody else went to complain, although if somebody else went to complain, I have no idea at all who would have done it because the only person that knew were the two of us. So she would have had to tell somebody or she would have had to do it herself. So while I was in with HR, I explained And luckily, I had copies of all of the messages Mm -hmm. that this was regular conversation that was ongoing and mutual for the last year. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it just needed to stop. If she ultimately went to complain, what happened? Right. Or what did I misread? Right. And things, you know, just can be interpreted so differently. Like at the end of a date, I often recommend that my male clients offer to walk someone where she's going. Well, that could be seen as really chivalrous and kind, especially if it's dark out. Also... By another woman could be seen as creepy. Why does he want to walk me home? Why does he want to walk me to my car? Yeah, you have to ask. I mean, that's the bottom line really to all of this is to have that conversation and ask and see where their mindset is and if they're comfortable or if they're not. I still fear that in our current society, you can get into a situation where somebody is going to say, yes, I'm okay with this and still turn around and say, Oh, he did this and this to me. I mean, that's a and whole I didn't other like issue. It. And we don't film people 24 7, so we really have no idea what went on. I do feel for people in that way. Like Fred Savage, who I even have a crush on as an adult, I am not ashamed to admit, got accused by someone, and he put out a statement. I have never done anything like this. I have always maintained a, you know, a safe and hospitable workplace, whatever he said. I don't remember. But if he didn't do anything, poor him. Right. And if he did, then he should have the ramifications. But again, how do we know? One person's word against another. It's a he said, she said, 
And really, at the end of the day, we all have to just be good human beings. Correct. And unfortunately, the world is filled with not good human beings. Well, some. Yeah. And so, in a dating perspective, the best advice, again, is you're going to have to just have the conversations and be aware of, you know, what's going on and, and make sure that it's mutual. I have a question. When you're with someone new and it's the first time you're going to be intimate with them, with her, do you wait for enthusiastic consent or do you take her non-response as this is okay? And there is no judgment in this question because I know what I would do if I were a guy. Well, no. For me, where I'm starting to be intimate with a person for the first time, I look for cues Mm -hmm. such as, oh, she's taking her clothes off. (laughs) Okay. So that's a pretty good indication that she's interested. Right. Where as opposed to if I'm taking their clothes off, that can be construed mm. as I'm being more forward than right. I should be. And do you get nervous because someone could rescind consent mid-act and you have to abide by that? I've had that happen. I was actually huh. being intimate for the first time with somebody and we were in the process of actually moving to the bedroom. Okay. We were both fully naked. We were about to have intercourse. You can say sex. It's okay. <laughs> we were about to have sex and she stopped and she said, I don't think this is going to work. And she started to get dressed again. And, and you have to respect that. And I had to respect it. And I said, are, are you okay? What's, right. You know, I tried to get an idea of what was going on. Right. But it didn't really matter what was going on. She right. was she was done. Correct. So she got dressed and she left. I, I actually walked her out the door and contacted her like the next day. Just, are you okay? Right. Was, you know, you want to talk about this. Right. But, you know, it happens. Sure, and it does. You, again. We, just, we have to be attuned to other people. Exactly. So I just want to end this episode with an interesting email I got from a woman I do not know. She read an article I wrote and wrote me this email. She said, hi, Erica, I enjoy reading your blog and thought I might share a dating story with you. Way back when I was in college, a guy took me on a first date, and at the end of the date, he planted a kiss on me way before I was expecting it. I promptly slapped him in the face, but I kind of liked him, so I told him that a gentleman always asks a girl permission for a kiss. He then politely asked me, I said yes, and we kissed again. I clearly remember him walking away, looking rather confused as he was rubbing his cheek. It was a pretty impressive slap. But apparently he admired my moxie and we went out on many more dates and had a nice time. Truth be told, I enjoyed the first kiss, more raw and passionate, way more than the second one. But of course, I never told him that. We women can be a handful. And with that, I'll thank you for listening.